0: Welcome to the Mary's Mentors Podcast. My name is Mary Rose Swan.
1: And I'm Mary Letitia Deal.
0: And this is a podcast about business, life, human design, and whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) (laughs) Hi,
1: Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you today?
0: I'm doing pretty good so far today. Uh, We have been... In the evenings, my family has been spending some time we I like to consider our family time TV time or vice versa. And so we have been watching Museum Mysteries on Amazon Prime and it has been so much fun. Last night we were learning about uh, the museum uh, in London. That was really cool. So we've now visited the museum in Ontario, the Royal Ontario Museum or the ROM is what they call it. And then the, uh, the museum. So cool. So much fun. So what have you been loving lately?
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, the usuals, the mindset mentor, um, we did start watching a show called big sky country. Um, and it's, it's not the one like the murder mystery or whatever. It's about people coming from out of state and buying land in Montana.
0: And oh, so I'm sorry. infuriating.
1: <laughs> I was like, they all come from California. And he's like, what is it with Montanas and their stigma of California? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just use the term out of staters.
0: It's true. It's true. because, And I think it's maybe because you see such a huge variation in like, what would be considered... Really, really like we'd have a castle we had a castle in Billings Montana that sold and it probably sold to someone out of state you know whether it be California but it's just like having been and and, and asked somebody in LA like what the value of their house was it's like my house would probably would be worth in the millions if it were in California and that's where it just seems like such a huge disparity
1: yeah it, it really is. I mean, and these people come with mass budgets, So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It, I love watching real estate. So I still like pin on that portion because seeing good real estate in Montana is really exciting. Um, And I know Montana super well. So I can be like, oh, I've been in that forest or on that river. And I'm like telling Josh where, where we're at in the state. Um, which is, is kind of exciting, but
0: so I don't like know. There's a real estate show then like, like on HGTV type. Yeah,
1: it is. Oh wow. It's HGTV and it's just, it's called, it might be buying in big sky country, but it, it's something big sky country and yeah, they're usually come in. They usually look at three different places and they're usually in the $500,000 range as far as budgets go. And so you get to look at some pretty pristine, beautiful property.
0: Well, that is both. I think I love real estate too, like fixer-upper and stuff like that. The thing is, and I'm coming to realize this because of all these dreams I keep having about houses, like houses are the one thing that I remember my dreams about consistently. And it's like, I kind of, I can appreciate new real estate, but damn, I really do love old, older houses. It's, It's kind of hard now to see kind of the same way that seeing how much wealth comes from out-of-staters how we don't value old houses anymore
1: i know it's part of the reason that i love the neighborhood that i live in because all these houses were built in the railroad era um in the early era and they're all beautiful and unique and and old and they oh, all have old I energy. and i like old energy so i'm down with old houses personally <laughs> i know I, that me it's too.
0: I do and i i have very clear vivid memories of houses that i've been to in my dreams which is so weird it's in like
1: it's the same thing it's something to do with architecture and yeah like, it's a
0: weird architecture thing because i'm one of those weirdos that looks at house house schematics like when i was a little girl that was like actually something i really enjoyed doing is in the back of like country home magazine there were, like, floor plans. You could see a couple examples of different floor plans. And I don't know. I was always just drawing floor plans for houses or castles or things like that. So it is kind of like, it is for little girls that probably got told that they were too dumb to become architects. We just become people that dream about houses. <laughs> we were smart There's enough. To we were smart enough, but we just got told we were oh, too absolutely. dumb.
1: Um, some of my oldest drawings that I've found that are Mary as a four-year-old and five-year-old, there's a couple of horse drawings and the other ones are house blueprint almost drawings like mm. how, how many bedrooms I would have in and they're very square and they're very blueprintish and I think that that's
0: interesting. That is really interesting um one of my earliest memories not earliest memories but going to the there was a cabin in pool strip that's where all the aa meetings were so my family spent a lot of time up on the very tippy top of this long this big hill with a long winding road it was like kind of a treacherous road to get up there and then there was all these pine trees. So we would take the pine needles when we'd be outside and we'd gather them. And then we'd create little outlines on the ground of like little
1: foundation,
0: like a little foundation. Like, this is my apartment. Like, here's where my kitchen is. And you could outline like, here's a sink and here's a toilet. And Barbie houses, I think also kind of played into all of this too, is Barbie made us think of everything in miniature dolls made us think of everything in miniature I just and I love miniature houses do you want to get do you want to get my she-bone raging um give me a miniature house and miniature furniture and let me go crazy do
1: you follow any of those on Instagram no I haven't even it's probably
0: I probably should and there's a lot of things that like I love I haven't quite followed yet but when you say that I'm like I can't believe I haven't been following miniatures on Instagram but it's
1: really funny do you want to know my my uh, commitment issues and and my theory my theory about men and women men are able to commit to something like a vehicle five-year loan they're down they can get a new vehicle in five years women women commit to houses it's what we commit to 30 years fixed rate where we're in the house we can do whatever we want to the house <laughs> anyway
0: that's we just let our titties hang out in our house in a way that we don't let our titties hang out any place else. And that's, it's really magical, like what we get to do. And I think about this house that I've been in for so long. And it's been just so I mean, even the other day when it's so windy, I'm like, I'm so grateful that my house stands up against the wind. And dang, it felt like we were getting pummeled with wind, though, the other day. Montana's been getting crazy wind. When it gets windy, it gets nasty windy.
1: Wind is one of the only things that brings nightmares to me. I like, I have dreams around wind. I generally don't dream. So last week I've not been able to stop dreaming so every time I close my eyes I still have cold wind oh
0: yeah cold wind dreams
1: yep that sounds about right
0: but I guess that's kind of the thing is that in our dreams you know we can also see that shifting landscape of when we're starting to heal from things is when you'll start noticing Mm -hmm. in your dreams that things that you you've got different things or you just don't remember them like I I don't remember the majority of my dreams, but I will tell you most of the ones I do, definitely all about houses. And oddly enough, one in particular that has two different basements with two different washing machines. I want to talk about anxiety about always leaving us like towels in there to mildew. That I'm like, that's unnecessary anxiety in a dream is to worry about towels in a in a washing machine that doesn't exist. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's so, okay.
0: this, it absolutely. Is. This week we wanted to talk about um less about human design. We've talked about human design so much in the last um in the last six episodes that we wanted to kind of shift gears this time and talk a little bit about well
1: coaching. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And who I mean who has coaches? why do they have coaches so many successful people preach about having a coach um all of the people that we listen to on these great podcasts they preach about having a coach um i think that it is important um to focus on why people have coaches um what's the difference between a coach and a mentor and why did that why do those things make people more successful mary Mm. Yes. So um,
0: I think that that first question, because we we talk about mindset mentors. So that word mentor comes about and we kind of think mentor. Oh, that that's like a coach, right? So it, our mentor and coach, the same thing. We don't think so. Why? Why is that?
1: We don't think so because of the the value placed on them, so actual monetary value. I feel like mentors mentors really do give away their information for free. They are there to help guide and give advice, but they are doing it out of the, the greatness of their hearts. It, it's less about what they're getting back from that and more about what they're giving versus the even flow of paying a coach. Um, I like to compare it to paying a therapist versus your best girlfriends. Like I have some really great girlfriends. Do I do some talk therapy with those girlfriends? Absolutely. Do I expect professional results back? Absolutely not. Um, My best girlfriends give me great advice, but because that money isn't flowing back and forth, I don't expect them to be my therapist. I don't expect them to have the same um, insights and education and real work going into it that I would in a therapist. And I feel the same way between coaches and mentors. I think that that money flowing between you is a really important element. I think
0: it also kind of is a little bit about skin in the game. That expression of a mentor really will want success for a mentee. But they really don't have any vested interest in that person one way or the other. A coach, on the other hand, does, does have a vested interest in the the person that is being coached, because ultimately, if the coaching relationship is one of value and respect, then that coach is now invested in the outcome of the business of the person that they're coaching so they obviously can't drive the result only the action of the of the person being coached will drive the result but um it is i think that that kind of shift in knowing that potentially you might also see a financial outcome it's kind of like investing but i wouldn't say it's not like someone's like i'm going to give you 10% of the value of my business after i'm being coached but it is to say wow if you, if this coaching does what i need it to i will tell other people about this coaching i will get as many people in in this person's uh sphere of influence and that drives that coach's ability to create wealth and create freedom out of being able to do something that they're good at that's the whole relationship is really one of um seeing each other succeed then leads to more success
1: it's like it's abundance y'all yeah absolutely and really successful people on this earth have had coaches and preach about coaches barack obama oprah winfrey tony robbins um all those super successful people where we think they're successful because of who they are and they are, but they had someone helping them pull those pieces of success out in front of them and, and really helping them gain ground constantly. I feel like that's another thing about coaching that really does. It brings us out. It brings us into reality. It really pushes us and drives us forward to be the best that we can be versus being stagnant, being a, a mouse on a wheel.
0: And it is, you're right. I mean, all of those things, it's, it's also those things that kind of like with anything, I think back to why was it that I took so long to start taking care of myself or start working out. And then I look at coaching and I say, why did I wait so long? And the, and the reality is, is that a, as soon as we start thinking, should I get coaching we're essentially just walking ourselves right to the door of the opportunity to get coached by someone. So if you're thinking about getting coached and you're like worried that you can't afford it or any of those things, like you're still, you've taken a step on the path towards it just by wondering if it is something that you should do that right there. Like we knew Mary and I both knew that we should be getting coaching because this is We've talked about this in, de- in between ourselves quite a bit is how much within business we know we should be doing that we simply are not. And the excuses that we make for it, they're all very, I'm I'm sure valid excuses for why we're not taking the action. Um, but then, you know, at the same time, we have this this desire to do more, to do better. And we can only get ourselves so far. I, I I think that that's the thing is like, we can get ourselves so far. Coaching is really what takes us over a threshold because like, I feel like Mary and I, and I'll let Mary kind of talk about this, about our experience, but Mary and I, we walked for a couple of years. We kept walking towards the door of, of actually getting coached ourselves and we talked about it and we talked about it. We talked about it with other people. We talked about it between us, um, but I guess what, what, what for you? Cause I know I talked you into the coach that we went with, but what was the aha moment in terms of why were you excited that we'd found a coach that you thought would get us to the next level?
1: well i think i have to take us back just a little bit and say not only did we talk about it we even got a mentor and we started meeting with a mentor on a pretty regular basis and i really thought there's no difference there's no difference between a mentor and a coach we're going to get the same thing out of a mentor that we would a coach. and it was a mindset thing and then defined us not getting the results honestly after meeting with our mentor i i thought some big miraculous thing was going to happen and we would after meeting with our mentor a few times would would really just be busting us forward and 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 just knocking down anything that we thought was in our way and that didn't really happen. And so I felt I felt even more reserved about getting a coach after that, honestly. I was like, well, we didn't see any results this last time. Like, And I know that we're the ones that drive the results. So that does have to be a major part of it. But finding a human being that helps light you up on the way, I think is super important. And I think that that's what you found in our coach is that, she was captivating. She kept your attention. She also got you really excited about what you're doing. And then behind all that is this huge freaking knowledge base. I mean, she's got years of knowledge in teaching and training. She's got years of knowledge in putting together curriculum. Um, And I just feel like when you found that Person that did that for you, you knew that it would do it for us, and so I think that that was exciting. At first, I was like, "Sounds a little cultish," you know. know, I'm always a little bit like, "Wait a second, are we joining a cult right now?" Because that's a personality
0: trait of me. I think I can make just about anything sound. Like when I'm excited about it, just about everything sounds too good to be true. I I will fully admit I think yes, that that's I think <laughs> how how it is me. I completely recognize that that's a, a character trait of myself. But um, yeah, you're right. With the mentor, I think that we we didn't get the clarity because no. we really we didn't really know going into that. We didn't know really what to expect out of a mentor-mentee relationship, and. We knew we weren't paying for anything, so therefore we knew we really couldn't ask for too much. Um, but I mean, what I thought at the time, and our mentor is so fabulous, but she was like thinking very globally. And I mean, I shrunk into into myself when I thought about that, even though I'm very outgoing and and want to like I want to change the world. But I was like, oh, but I but you know, we were kind of still thinking we were thinking small potatoes. I was still wanting to keep it small potatoes and then finding someone that could show us a like you can do what you do best and you can do it at a scale that is comfortable where you still get to do some individualized things. But why, why spend so much time? It's that whole work smarter, not harder. Why spend so much time working one-on-one with people when, the gift that we have can be shared with many more people if we're if we're more organized that's all it is is if we're organized with the the information we want to bring to people we want to serve them then we'll get there so yeah it was very much like a cult um i couldn't believe how excited i was to see that woman every day for an hour for free i mean that was really pretty funny that I was I was there for a whole five hours that week just listening to her
1: that is funny no and and after the first time that I that we got to meet with her and I and I had the chance to interact with her I understood exactly why you were excited um she brings a level of excitement to everything that she does and I think that that's really exciting and that's really inspiring it's inspiring for us as coaches it's inspiring us as as coaches where we're getting coached um that level of excitement that she constantly brings to us is exciting and there's no other way to put it like she really does make you feel inspired and yet she's such an organized teacher that she's teaching us things at all of our own levels mm-hmm. which i think also very exciting like all of her materials there and she's teaching us at our own levels even though there's multiple people um that are being coached at once and and I think that that's exciting as much as I do wish that once in a while we had her one-on-one um I know I I was just
0: thinking I feel the same way but it's so cool that when we have this opportunity to work with someone she does give attention to us as though we are like that's kind of the cool thing about how she how she's set herself up is that, you know, we may not get a one-on-one call, but she will give that amazing feedback in a video recording that's almost as though you get a call and she makes it so conversational that we feel like we could actually say things back to her. And she's probably actually hearing something that we've said back and, and starting to teach from that space. So, and I had actually, from my experience, and I wanted to throw this in there because i had gotten coached last year for my beach body business and so i did have personal empirical proof that i had done better while being coached than i had j- done the rest of the year um, so that really made it easy for me to say okay i don't i don't require as much convincing because i've actually paid for coaching and seen what it can do and um know i knew that we could we could bring the noise with that so well we're gonna keep it short today because we just wanted to make sure that we um really this is one of those things where if you're not doing something that you tell other people they should do you probably should start doing that thing or you need to stop recommending things that you're not doing yourself and coaching (laughs) them get a coach um get a life coach if you need one find someone that that offers the ability to, to see what they can do with you before you're all in or one that offers to do a, a call some kind of discovery call with you, um, so that you can feel them out and see how well you'll work together.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I love the advice don't don't be giving advice you're not taking. <laughs>
0: It's part of imposter syndrome. I
1: really is. I feel like we all know because our brains tell us we know what the right answers are. Are we doing those things? Eh.
0: Yeah. When you look at someone who gives a lot of advice that they don't take themselves, that's usually. I, I know those people. They're not very successful people. Um, they have a lot of opinions, but they don't actually have a lot of proof that their opinions are worth
1: listening to. So exactly. Or actions behind anything that they're doing. Actually. All
0: right. Well, is there anything you want to say before we go sweet thing? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Get yourself a coach. Um, and if you don't know where to start, there's tons of resources, um, always ask us
0: yep absolutely our email is mary's mentors at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at mary's mentors and on instagram at mary's mentors at well as well at well as well
1: <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right well thanks for tuning in today guys and we will see you next week all right may your days be merry and bright may your days be merry and bright